When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good evening, LFC Day Trippers. After some minor technical difficulties, we are here live with your match reaction show, Porto versus Liverpool, and it's been an absolute sensational tie. Curtis Jones seems to be the star boy of the actual game. We're going to get into it. We're going to talk everything Porto-Liverpool. We're here with your match reactions. Thiago's father. Let's roll that intro. Good evening, beautiful people. It is your host here, Thiago's Father 89, and I am joined by my co-host, SS, the Southern Scouser. Yes, 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 we have had a few technical difficulties, but I am here today. We are here, locked in. Thanks to Gav. Yeah, thanks to Gav. Gav is the sensation he is. Hardest working man in show business. Got us back up and running. But guys, we're here to give you everything Porto, Liverpool, and it has been Absolutely fantastic. The star boy, Curtis Jones, proving all the doubt was wrong and taking his opportunity to shine. And it always seems like a great place to start. So, SS, yeah, you the floor. Curtis Jones' performance has got to have got to have played him in for Manchester City on the weekend, surely. So it's so refreshing, isn't it? Because you know, we were talking about him on the uh, the Red Sea podcast preview show, weren't we, yesterday? Um, mm. and you, you did a lovely clip on Twitter to make me look like an expert about me saying. Curtis Jones has to start. He's going to have a really good game. I'd start him against City as well. And <laughs> now that I now look like um, I've got the Sports Almanac from Back to the Future, don't I? But yeah, he was yeah. he was absolutely fantastic, wasn't he? I mean, you know, Salah gets two, Firmino gets two, but without doubt, Curtis Jones was man of the match. And you know, he he did everything. He again, I, I've I've likened him to Grealish in the past. You know, he he wins the ball back deep. He goes on a dribble and then he makes things happen, whether he gets brought down for a free kick, whether he has one of his shots from outside the area, or whether he slides someone in like a Mo Salah. You know, he makes things happen on the ball. He, he moves the ball quickly. He, he dribbles with it quickly, close to him. It, it's very, very difficult to stop. And, and he always, you know, with age, he's, he's getting the right kind of decision at the end of that run. Should I hold on and get the foul? Should I release? Should I shoot? And that's mm. going to come with maturity and, once, like you say, now he's starting to add the basics. He knows when to go, when to try that Hollywood pass, when to just do the five, five yard pass to the side. It's all coming together, and you know, I think a Harvey Elliott injury is 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 almost the best thing that could have happened for for Curtis Jones because he's he's taken his chance. The likes of Cater and Ox are always going to keep that door open for that third midfield position. Thiago, let's be honest as well, hasn't really nailed that one down just yet. So, you know, he he's put himself right up there and. He just gives us something that none of our midfielders offer us. That you know they're all very industrial, very hard working. But to see someone that wants to get on the ball and and can can basically take the ball from from one penalty area to the other and make things happen is 
really refreshing. And yeah, I mean, there's there's no way he doesn't start against City now, surely. I totally agree with you. And let, let, let's let's be clear, you and I have been very critical in the past of Curtis Jones' performances. And we've always spoken about the, the area to improve is doing the basics. Yeah. His ability has never, ever, ever been in doubt. It was always a case of decision-making. Yeah. And today, and against Brentford, the decision-making was spot-on. At the right time, he's playing the right pass, the right weight of pass, positional awareness, spatial awareness as to what's going on around him. You know, we refer to it as being one step ahead. And today, again, he was one step ahead of absolutely everything. Absolutely everything. Yeah. You know, everything he touched today turned to gold. So so let's let's get into the goals. So talk talk us through the first goal. Guys, trying I'm trying to remember it now. We did we watched them again, didn't we? There's, there's so yeah. many to remember. To be fair, most of them were set up by Curtis Jones. So, you know, yeah. I'm pretty sure the first one was was Curtis on the left hand side, cutting in, yeah. having a shot at goal. Uh, the goalkeeper doesn't really cover himself in glory, pushes it into the Porto defender and, and Mo Salah does what Mo Salah does. And, you know, sometimes he scores a worldie and sometimes he's in the right place at the right time. And if you look at all the best goal scorers in history, they score all types of goals, tap-ins, long range, you know, everything and anything. Uh, and, and Mo Salah does it again, doesn't he? It, 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 it's almost more of a shot when Salah doesn't score in a game um, than, than when he does. And, you know, that's saying something. He, he is on that level now. With with Messi and Ronaldo because of their you know they're slightly over the hill to to their primes and, and and Erling Haaland is just beginning his career but I think he's definitely up there with those guys in that bracket but yeah a good way to start what was it sort of twenty minutes in or so um, settled the nerves a little bit you know Porto you know not not a lot of us watch Portuguese football um, you know they're unbeaten in thirty five games in, in Portugal but. You know, we made them look very, very average tonight. But, you know, they got a decent draw Atletico. So you think, OK, you know, the earlier we break through, the better. You know, the longer it goes on nil-nil, you know, they get more and more confidence. And we, we mentioned they were missing their goalie. They were missing Pepe. So an early goal was uh, was the perfect start, wasn't it? I agree. I agree. Big shout out to you, Laura Duffy. Um, agree with the decision making with Curtis. Um, which can be attributed to maturity yeah. uh, maturity levels. I, I agree. And again, like I said, just to reiterate, talent has never, ever been in question. It's always been, does he does he have the end product? Everything that went before has always been there, but the end product's been lacking. But in the last two games, he showed the end product was there. I just want to highlight Mo Salah for a little while as well, because what a sensation we have. We, we're always talking about, we need to sign a star player. We need to sign a star player. We already have that player in Mo Salah. And I honestly think, this year could be the year if he continues the way he's going that him and the Ballon d'Or finally meet him <laughs> and make we've got, it. We've got to win the league in the Champions League for that to happen, in my opinion. I don't necessarily think it's league. I think Champions League is normally the key to Ballon d'Or, Champions League. But based on tonight's performance, who's uh, based on tonight's performance and recent performances, who says no? Who says yeah. no? He's in. He's in that bracket. It's one of those five, isn't it, that win it, and he's he's one of them. Definitely. And and you look at you look at the year we won the Champions League. Porto took an absolute paste in that year as well. So it's not necessarily a bad omen to go mm. and slap Porto five one. And and I'd like to add my score prediction was four one. Uh, damn you, Bobby Firmino, coming on the <laughs> late. You're night. so close. <laughs> so close uh, to to ruining my my score prediction. Um, but. 
like I said, Mo Salah in the right place at the right time. And it's a tap-in, but he's yeah. done the hard work already because he's in the right place at the right time to convert the chance. I just want to go into a couple of your comments in here as well. Um, <laughs> <laughs> here he is, Statman. Statman. Here he is. Shout out to you, Statman Stubbs. I'm just wondering when Thiago's 589 will get a score prediction, right? Don't worry, Statman, it's coming. It is coming. You're very um, close. You're... Um, <laughs> Well done, where is it? There was one here. You guys are commenting so fast. Uh, Red Steve, the keeper may carry us to look like Shilton tonight. I, I, thought, I thought the keeper did all right. I think we had 11 shots on target. You saved six of them. Yeah. Some of them we didn't. I mean, you know, the, some of them, I mean, we're getting to get into the second goal. You know, the, the ball from, from Milner is brilliant. But again, I guess you could question why the goalies let that run past him. It was right in that area, wasn't it? Just where you don't want the ball just away from the defender, just away from the goalie and, and Sadio Mane, pretty similar to, to Salah, but yeah. uh, at the reverse, wasn't it? A, a simple tap-in, really. Yeah, I agree. Just a few bits of housekeeping as well, whilst we've got you live and locked in as well. Subscribe to the YouTube channel, like, share and hit the bell icon so you never miss a show. Guys, there's lots of exciting stuff coming up on the LFC Day Trippers. Obviously, us here on Red Sea full-time, but loads of other shows that you can get yourself locked into as well. But never miss a show by liking, subscribing, and hitting that bell button whilst you're there as well. Guys, as you know, we're on the way to 20,000. Make sure you're one of those. Uh, we'd love that to be the next target and for you guys to be involved. So keep it LFC day trippers. Keep it Red Sea full-time. Now, again, just, just jogging on to the next goal because yeah. we're in the ascendancy the whole game. We we never looked like we were not dominant. We were rampant going forward, mm. and it was it was a class forward display. So yeah. talk us through the next goal. The the net the third goal was my favourite goal of the night. Um, Curtis Jones win, wins the ball, um, dribbles it, and again, just like we said at the start, his decision making is that is now there. He looks up, he spots Mo Salah, and he literally puts mm. it on a plate for him. It's I mean, Mo Salah, he could have had a little a little sit down, could have tied his shoe, and, and still had the time to put that past the keeper. And he again, he does what he does. If you give Salah a chance in the penalty area, he, he's going to score. So Curtis Jones, I think, what was it? F two official assists, but realistically, it was almost three or even four if you don't kind of count deflections and stuff. But yeah, we'll give him the four. But that was that was the best goal of, of the night for me. And again, everything that, that was that was good tonight was, was, was that 20-year-old uh, Scouse, wasn't it? I totally agree. And he was at the heart of everything right tonight, as he said. I mean, that. let's dissect that goal a little bit. Yeah. So he obviously spots the run in behind from Mo Salah. He spots that run and he delays the pass just inch perfect to slice through that defence like a hot knife-free butter. And all mm. it needs is for Mo Salah just to be on the end of it and tap that ball in. And that kind of confounded the, 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 the performance, compounded the performance from a young player on the night where he's just been at the heart, as I said, of everything good. The audacity to be shooting from outside the box as well. And the, the shots that he's taking, they're quick-fire shots. You're not giving the goalkeeper an opportunity to get set. There's no opportunity for the keeper to really make a save. So mm. the keeper's done well in that, in that vein, actually getting something on it. But as we saw with the first goal, he's parried it and ended up spilling it right into the clutches of a... <laughs> of, of of Mo Salah, and then we move on to the uh, the Bobby Firmino goal, where yeah. <laughs> again Curtis Jones. Uh, yeah, the ball again was from him, wasn't it? Even that's for this it. one, he, ta he takes he's well the the last one. He takes the shot, uh, deflected. 
Uh, that's, the, that's the fifth one, that one. You've got the fourth one, yeah. That was the um, the goalie coming out. It's about the halfway oh, yeah. line. <laughs> that so was Curtis Jones as well. <laughs> yeah, so the goalie doing kamikaze, decided he wants to come out and actually, you know, try and affect the game in some way, shape or form and ends up making an absolute howler of it and Bobby's yeah. just slips in, then he and that. And, and that's kind of elementary, to be fair. The goalkeeper makes a dash back to the goal to try and keep it out, but the ball is clearly across the line. But... We've got this long wait from VAR. They were checking potentially. A, it, it, it just doesn't. It doesn't make sense um, in terms of what they're doing. That the goal. The goal's blatantly in, but they're checking it. The goal line technology obviously goes off to say, and they're checking that. And then there's the fifth goal as well, which they're checking. Yeah, that was the VAR one on forever. The fifth oh, one. God, it just it just doesn't make sense. Like. Make, do you know what I mean? Make it make sense. It's a goal. Just chalk it up and let's get on with it. It's a I mean, goal. Like you say, I mean, the, the fourth one gave me, um, I, I was slightly worried that I don't know why Bobby hit it quite so slowly. Like there was, he, he could have elevated it off the floor. It would have, it would have trickled in. He literally kicked it the softest he could possibly make it. And it's that literally that, that far over the line um, for the fourth one. But hey ho, he'd, he'd just come on and, and he got, and he got a goal, which was great. But yeah, the fifth one, like you say, Curtis Jones, Kind of did the, the the shot from the outside of the box. Bit of a deflection. You look at the line. It looks offside to begin with just by his hill. But you you realise that the diagonal line of the grass means his hill is actually slightly further forward than you think it is. Yeah. But yeah. Why, why it took about 10 minutes for, for VAR to realise how to draw a straight line. I'm, I'm not too sure. But I, I heard they were checking a potential penalty as well. But yeah. if, it's, if, it's on, if it's on side, I don't even think you need to check the pen. So yeah, I mean... It was it was a good finish because I initially thought it looked offside. Bobby just played to the whistle, put put the ball in the net, and gets his gets his reward. Which I think we mentioned in in the group chat is just just good for him because he's not scored I think nine games in the Champions League. He'd gone without a goal. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know that year we won the Champions League. Sorry, the year we got to Kiev. Um, the front the traditional front three scored ten goals each in that yeah. campaign. You know yeah. Salah's got two tonight. Um, Firmino's got two, and Mane's got one. So. Mm-hmm. Just uh, just Jota to, to add to that. He missed a few chances tonight, um, I, I felt. But yeah, looking good. You know, other than the Brentford slip, it's, it's been a pretty perfect start to to the Premier League and the Champions League, really, isn't it? I agree. I agree. And this comment here, um, Jürgen, from Jürgen Klopp, following on from his comment from Trevor, <laughs> um yesterday in regards to Curtis Jones, which we spoke about on the, uh, the Fab Four Porto preview. But this one's a good one. Um, Curtis played a good game. He had some problems with his stomach before the game. The doctor told me to keep an eye on him. Um, I told him after the game, whatever the problem, keep it. Clearly, <laughs> Curtis Jones was um, was running so much because he needed the toilet. Um, <laughs> he, didn't want to, he didn't want to slow down because of fear of what was happening. But yeah, if, mate, if he's got a stomach bug and he plays that other stomach bug, I say we give him stomach bugs all the time. Because yeah. That performance was absolutely sensational. So let's talk about the goal that we conceded. And you and I yeah. debated slightly about who was to blame for this goal. So let, let's play the blame game. Yeah? Okay. So how do you see it? Because you've mentioned Joe Gomez. Yeah, I mean, I again, I don't want to be too harsh, but this is just after we've made those three subs. We've taken off Salah, Mane. So the press from the front is, has, has gone. You know, Minamino isn't the same. Um, Henderson's come out of that midfield as well. He's he's pretty much in charge in that area. And Joe Gomez has come on for James Milner. Still a little bit cold. Um, it shouldn't have got to that stage where that dangerous ball goes in. But uh, Gomez does get beaten to the ball 
um, by by the by his man, and it is it is a little bit of a poor goal to concede. Allison's got no chance from from that kind of range, but yeah, overall, I think a combination of new players coming on, you know, players that were dominating the match coming off, and Joe Gomez isn't a right back, and and never will be. Now, Kevo Sullivan, massive shout for you. Um, Matip stood still. Virgil put um, Virgil potentially out of position. Left Gomez marking two. No blame on him. And this is how I saw it. Mm. I, I think that Matip standing still was a catalyst. Yeah, for the, for the for the two mistakes. Yeah, which then leaves Joe Gomez isolated slightly. Now you would say a proven defender, Premier League defender, should have better anticipation of the danger. So I see where you're coming from as well, SS. But hmm. if you've got two men on you, and I have to give credit to the to the Porto player, because it's like he's got super stretch Armstrong powers because the, the ball's behind him and he's like bent his neck back and generated all that power. To yeah, yeah, it was just behind him, wasn't it? It was just behind him. So it's a sensational finish. Yeah, but it is. I think Kev might have this spot on here um, in terms of um, the goal. And ultimately, at, at the result, you look at it and you think it's 3-1 at that point. The, ge- the game's almost done. I mean, is 3-1 a dangerous lead? Clearly not, because you go and stick another two past them. So, <laughs> it was hairy for a moment. Yeah, because again, they looked like they were in the ascendancy at some point. But mm. Liverpool managed to to get a stranglehold on the game again, and obviously cement the win at five one. So you know you can't you can't be too critical um, on um, on Joe Gomez. I mean, Chris Bratt makes a um, a comment here. Uh, Gomez has played a lot of right back uh, in the run up to Kiev. Uh, Gomez can play right back. He just can't play it like Trent. Uh, I, I disagree. I disagree. I don't think I've seen him play at right back before. I think he played at right back against Barca when we when we got battered. He's just he doesn't have the right attributes and he doesn't have the awareness for me over his shoulder to be a fullback. He's very good in the center next to the Van Dijk to 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 dominate that kind of six yard box. But having to look over your shoulder for late runners, late wingers coming in and around you, and the, you know the head to head winger versus fullback for me he's never going to win that he's only ever going to rely on strength and let's be honest the quickest players in 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 the team are the wingers so I think he's always going to be suspect there and I know Milner isn't any quicker but I just feel Milner has a bit more positional awareness in that fullback role to to make up for that so I've I've always always seen Gomez as a centre-back and as a as a pretty poor option as right back and it's kind of been proven because you know, if he was that great, he'd start tonight, wouldn't he? But Milner starts. We've seen Nico Williams play in the past as well. So for me, he is he is the third choice slash fourth choice centre back for now. Again, I disagree slightly. I don't. I'm not looking for from from Gomez to put like an exemplary performance in at at right back because he's not a right back. He he's a player that comes in to that position because we need him to do a job. Now, I think he's more than capable of doing that job, getting up and down the wing because he's relatively mobile. Do, do I trust him to be putting crosses into the box? No, but I feel like the bar is set so high mm. with Trent that anything underneath that for yeah. us as Liverpool fans just isn't necessarily going to be accepted. We've got arguably the best right back 
in world football. Yeah, in, in world football, not only the Premier League, in the world. Um, so for me, Gomez coming into that position does enough. Um, I mean, there's, there's another one. There's another one here. Um, that's fair. Joe at right back, his job of trying to... Hey, trying to question question for you, James. Right back versus City. Trent's injured. Who plays? I think I think off the back and the strength of Milner's two performances in the role, Milner plays there. Yeah, I, I, feel, I feel Milner has got more match fitness than Joe. We're, we're forgetting that Joe's coming back from horrific injury. Yeah. And and had he not be coming back from that injury, I don't think Milner would have even been a consideration at right back. I don't think he'd even be considered there, um, to be honest. I don't think Klopp even, even tries to experiment with putting Milner back there. And the reason why I say experiment is because, again, with Milner, nothing to do with fitness, nothing to do with um, with ability, everything to do uh, with pace, um, if I'm being honest. So you, like you said, you want your full, fullback to be able to bomb forward at pace. Milner just doesn't doesn't have that. But like you said, he has the game awareness, positional awareness, the game management to be able to play there. You mm. saw when the Porto players were breaking, he was always looking over his shoulder. There was one point in that game where he makes a diagonal run defensively to stop the Porto player taking that space and marks him out of the game simply mm. just by his run. That is just experience. There's nothing else that, that that does that apart from experience. A lot of fullbacks would have wanted to go body to body with him and try and undress him to stop him from getting in the box. Instead, Milner runs in and marks the space. That's mm. game awareness and experience. You can't you can't buy that. It only happens over time. So for that reason, based on the way that City are likely to play and try and get runners in behind, Milner starts. But yeah. let's hold our hands together and pray that Trent is fit because. If Trent's fit, he's got to play for me, simply because he's he's the best. As I said, so it's like it's like Robertson, though, isn't it? He, we we chucked we chuck Robertson in against Chelsea, before, and it clearly wasn't quite ready, was he? So I, I think Trent will miss out. I think Milner will start, and the reason for that, I think, is more going forward than going back because you see Milner with another assist tonight. He's more Trent than than Gomez. You don't really see Gomez putting in crosses. He had a couple of chances tonight, and his his first touch let him down. It put him into trouble. You know, it didn't give him a chance to get a good ball in. And mm. so a few of the comments in here, you know, would you play Matip at right back? Would you play Van Dijk at right back? No, you wouldn't. And Gomez is is of that build. And I think there was one in there saying I was being a bit harsh. I'm, I'm not saying Gomez isn't a good player. He's a, he's he's decent. And again, alongside Van Dijk, that was a solid centre-back partnership, but he's not a right back. That's all I'm saying. So I think, yeah, like you say, Milner comes off on the hour mark roughly. He's definitely going to be starting, isn't he? Yeah, and, and again, I think I think Klopp pulling him off is is um is a signal that he's going to play some part, if not all, of the City game. But as I said, um, there's a comment in here as well uh, from Kev. Chev won't, uh, yeah. won't be back for Sunday. No chance. Look, Agreed. if if there's if there's a slimmest and, and half and half a hope, then mate, we'd love to have him involved. Um, you know, football has a weird and wonderful way of working. Uh, two days ago, we were saying Naby Keita wasn't going to be involved. Naby Keita's back fit. He's on the bench. So you, you you never you never know what can happen in football uh, from from day to day. Um, to 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 be honest, so we'd love to have him involved if we can do. And SS, you make a great point about the Andy Robertson thing uh, mm. coming into the Chelsea game. 
He wasn't match fit. He wasn't match ready. And arguably, Timikas should have played that Chelsea game because he was the man in form at that time. Yeah. Just touching on that, do you think that Robbo has had a rocket put up his backside? Because Robbo's performance tonight was exemplary. It was much better, wasn't it? Oh, it was insane. And the best part was the press. Yeah. He pressed the ball. He won the ball in a high area and put us back on the attack. We haven't seen that from Robertson in the opening weeks of the season. Has that got something to do with the fact that Kostas Timikas is performing at such a high level at the moment that it means that Robbo has got to get back to that level because there is sustained competition for places? Yeah, it's, it's a great point. And I was quite surprised with uh, the lineup tonight, with the strength. I, I made a prediction of the lineup yesterday and I had Canate and, and Gomez and, um, you know, a, a bit of a mixture. I'd, I'd Mo Salah starting on the bench as well. But um, yeah, I mean, I thought Samikas would play tonight and I thought Robertson would be would be safe for the weekend. But you make a good point that the, the form of Kostas Samikas, will, will he start against Manchester City? Because... I don't know. I mean, we're quite lucky this week with it's a Tuesday, Sunday. Sometimes you get a Wednesday, Saturday. So that may be a reason we've gone quite, you know, quite as strong. You know, we've got we've got a longer than usual break. So, you know, and we've got an international break after the Man City game as well. So, you know, to see Matip and Van Dijk start in the Champions League was was quite a bit of a surprise. But I guess, you know, you look at the Milan game, he made a lot of changes at home. Yes, we dominated the game, but we, you know, we only just won it. And I guess a way to Porto, you know, he's thinking, you know, we need a win. And and if it was at home, we may have seen a few more, a few more changes. But, you know, we've already got Milner in there. We've already got Curtis Jones in there, who are both very good players, but probably aren't in the first choice 11 when everybody's fit in, you know, in that in that first period. So it's it's refreshing to see, isn't it? You know, Robertson shouldn't be guaranteed a place every single week. No, nobody should. So to have backup. In, in certain areas is is good. Um, one question I want to throw back at you, though. Again, the backup brigade come on. Minamino and Chamberlain, for me, are so far off this level and, and looked so out of their depth again tonight. that there, there was an Ox free kick where he just smashed it at the goal and Van Dijk's looking over like, mate, what are you doing? There's no way that you're shooting from there. And Minamino had a few dribbles straight into nowhere, just running into players. Origi, you can't really count because I think he got about 30 seconds. But in certain positions, yes, we've got good backup and it's good to push the first 11 players. Bobby coming off the bench, getting a couple of goals. Maybe he's put himself ahead of Jota for, for Manchester City. But for me, the likes of Minamino, Ox, you know, not, not, no, nowhere near. I'm of, I'm of the belief with, um, with, with Taki Minamino is that there's, there's different tools you use for different jobs. You don't take a spoon to try and dig a hole in the back garden. Do you see what I'm saying? You need a shovel for that. Yeah. Different tools do different jobs. So in the League Cup, he was sensational. Absolutely fantastic. Because that's where his skill set is. In this Champions League game, you bring him on and it's a bit frantic at that moment because Porto were trying to get a foothold back in the game. They're trying. They're trying to do a bit of damage. He's a different. He's a different type. I don't. I, I could never see him coming into that game and affecting that game or getting a stranglehold on that game. Someone like Taki needs to play from the start to finish, or at least play 60, 70 minutes to grow into a game. That for me is Taki Minamino's game. He can start to pull strings. 
also Tachyon and Bobby on at the same time. I just, I just don't think that they work together personally. And a uh, big shout out to Red Steve. Don't, don't worry. Um, no one's getting buried in any gardens just yet. Um, but I, I just, I just feel that he's a different player type. He's never going to come into that game at that point and be effective. The curious tale of Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain is one that frustrates the life out of me. Um, we throw it back as we always do. When he came to Liverpool Football Club, let's not forget he was keeping Ginny Wijnaldum out of the squad. Ginny couldn't yeah. get close to that starting eleven because Ox was unbelievable. He was playing out of his skin. We think about the Roma game. We think about the Manchester City game, the Champions League. Time. He, he could he could not be touched. Mm. And we're all sitting here thinking, this is the Oxlade Chamberlain, which we've always known was in there, but he was just being stifled at Arsenal, uh, used as a utility player and getting no respect. He comes to Liverpool, plays in his preferred role as a midfielder, and he's an absolute revelation. Arguably Klopp's first name on the team sheet. We've seen Klopp talk recently about the dynamism that, that Alex Oxlade Chamberlain brings. We know that player's in there, but I just think that He's almost like Lalana was. Yeah, very similar. Career. He got injured and the team has evolved without him. Hmm. The team has now moved on. And do I really see Oxlade-Chamberlain discovering the form that he once had? I think it's going to be very difficult because this Liverpool team has evolved and moved on. I mean, there's a very apt comment that's just popped up in here as well. Yeah, Kevin Jones, Ox now in the pecking order. I think, I think you could. I think you could change Ox for for Cater. I think you could change Ox for even Thiago. If I'm going to be really controversial, Thiago, Thiago again is a different type of tool. I'm used to seeing see us without him. him. I'm used to seeing us without Thiago playing. Yeah, but when he when when he's come when he's been in the team, he's been extremely effective. And if you look at his win ratio. With him and yeah. Fabinho in that team, it's absolutely sensational. I just think at the moment, and we said this at the start of the season, there's two players in that team which are which are almost fighting it out for survival for next season, and that is Ox and Naby Cater. At the moment, yeah. it what was I said seen, pre-season. Yeah, at the moment it was seen that Naby's almost winning that battle. Uh, God, is he? For for for, yeah, for, <laughs> for sticking around. Um, we got to do is play five games to win that battle. Do, do, do you know what I mean? Um, I, I just I just think that that Ox is just a little bit off the pace. But again, he's a player which I feel works off confidence. He needs yeah. to play sustained minutes and, and, and have sustained runs in the team to be able to get that rhythm. I mean, look, yeah. there you go. Pops up. I was, was going to say the run. exact same thing. Spot on, Kev. needs a run of six to eight games. Um, simply, if he's simply going to get it, he needs a loan. Um, the stage um, at Jesse Lingard. Do you know what? Kev, massive shout because you and I were yeah. talking about this before. Does he need a loan? Are we potentially going to see, based on numbers, Alex Oxlade Chamberlain potentially depart the club in January for a loan move? We saw it tacky, didn't we? Yeah, there were clubs interested. Um, Brighton were rumoured to be interested. Um, be West Ham were rumoured to be interested as well. So he could go and depart for um, for 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 pastures new. Red yeah. Steve, another one from you as well. Harvey is above Ox, never mind um, Curtis. Harvey's only got um, got one foot, and Harvey's only got one foot. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. you've probably got you've probably got Fabinho, Henderson, um, Fabinho, Henderson, Curtis, and Harvey are probably, in my opinion, the best four in there. And Thiago 
when he's fit, makes that five. The rest of them aren't, aren't really needed because when we do need them, they're not available anyway. Tiago's Tiago's skill set is way ahead of every single one of those. It, it is when ahead. he's available and playing, which is well, not very but, often. And and this and this is it. And this is it. Um, with Tiago, it is an availability issue, not an ability issue. But you can almost compensate for that because when he is available, he's fucking insane. He's insane. <laughs> The, the pass, the weight of pass, the pass of everything he brings. And again, his win ratio in the Liverpool squad is is, is evident. So mm-hmm. whereas with Ox, he comes in, he doesn't contribute and he doesn't have the win ratio. So he's got everything stacked against him. So there's no, there's no, there's no leeway. There's no, there's no, um, there, there's no, what's the, what's the word I'm looking for? There's no, there's no way of of saying, oh, you get a pass. There's no pass anymore with Ox. We saw it before when he got injured the first time. LFC came out and gave him another extension on his contract because they they saw something in him. That's now gone. That that pass, that free pass is is gone. I mean, there's a great comment in here um, again from Kev. Um, Unless we bring Basuma, then it won't happen in January. Unfortunately for him. Um, Rumours were circulating recently. Um, we broke this on the Red Sea podcast pretty early doors that um, Liverpool and Brighton um, were in talks for Eve Basuma. Now, we don't know how correct that is, but it was something that was floated by us on the Red Sea podcast that there were talks uh, ongoing between Liverpool and Brighton. Could we see this as a potential? Basuma comes in, Ox goes out on loan to kind of plug that gap for Basuma at Brighton. I think it really, really depends on where Brighton are at in their season at that point. We said it on the Red Sea podcast, if they're challenging for a European place, whether that be the, um, what's the little crappy European competition they've got now? The Conference League. (laughs) Yeah, whether it be the European Conference League, which would be a great accomplishment for Brighton, or whether it be the Europa League. Um, If Brighton are in amongst it, I don't think Basuma goes anywhere. If they're slightly off it, I think that's a deal that could potentially happen um, in in January. But guys, just as we bring the close um, to the show to a close, just want to remind you all um, that we're obviously on the way uh, to 20k in terms of subscribers. We want you guys to be part of that as well uh, and keep on supporting um, the LFC Day Drippers and keep on turning up and, and and obviously liking and subscribing. Make sure you pop a like on this uh, on this show as well, uh, just so we can get the likes up too. But SS, I'm going to leave you to give your thoughts on, on a much-accomplished performance by Liverpool Football Club yeah. uh, at Porto. Again, they're obviously our European whipping boys and Norwich <laughs> are our Premier League whipping boys. Uh, yeah. we, 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 we tend to have these teams which we turn up against and absolutely slap in certain competitions. And it's funny because the commentary today said, is there is there a point where Liverpool are just in Porto's head? Are we <laughs> living in Porto's heads rent-free where they're almost beaten when they show up? Yeah, I mean that they were they were shocking, weren't they? Let's be honest. We we were very very good tonight, but they were they were really really poor. Um, if if they've gone thirty five games in Portugal without losing a goal, without losing a game, then blimey, that that league has gone down the toilet, hasn't it? Um, we you know it, it was almost a perfect night. Atletico were losing to Milan. Milan got the red card. Atletico then equalised, and then again you'd you'd probably say that was even better because you could have had you know all of the teams on on one and two points and, and, and us flying away on six. But that 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 Liverpool legend, uh, love him or hate him, Luis Suarez gets that that penalty in the last kick of the game. Atletico win that match. 
uh, away at the San Siro and are now two points behind us um, ahead of a back-to-back with uh, with Liverpool. So if we win one, lose one, that should be enough. If, if we avoid defeat with, with, with Milan and Porto to come, it should be enough. And I did say... Um, when we did the Champions League draw, that I don't really care if we come top or second because of the, the you know, you look at the groups at the moment, you know, Ajax are top, Dortmund are second, Sheriff are top, Madrid are second, you know, so winning the group doesn't necessarily mean you're going to have an easier draw at all. It, it's all about just getting through some of the groups. You've got Red Bull and Sevilla, Young Boys and Atalanta, you know, it's it's just completely random. So get through. There's some, there, there. some slippy ones there's in some, there. there. There are. You know, you, you, you've got Juventus could could come second behind Chelsea if you win the group. You know, you could get you could get a PSG or you know Manchester City. Obviously, we can't get because of the the country protection. But there's some very strong teams that could be coming through as runners up. So yeah, we, we you know we've got to get through. And and if, if we get to the, the fifth and the sixth match day, and we're guaranteed. To, to get through the group, we can then start to rest people in that really busy period of, of, of the season, you know, the Novembers, the Decembers. Um, and then, yeah, join, join the Champions League up again in February time. But it's a bit, it's been a great start, isn't it? A couple of wins um, ahead of the, the the difficult ties. I don't think Atletico Madrid are, are as strong as they have been, um, especially when they beat us before. That They've got a few different changes, but they have got Antoine Griezmann back. So, Going to be an interesting one. A couple of weeks' time that game, but he did he did get one tonight. But yeah, I mean, you know, to 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 win your first two games, albeit the Milan game was a bit a bit close for comfort, but both really good performances overall. Um, the perfect start, and yeah, all, all eyes on City really. All eyes definitely on City, and guys need to head over to the Red Sea podcast. Give us a like, give us a give us a subscribe. Um, you can see that obviously in our screen names as well. Thiago's Father89 on Twitter, the Red Sea Podcast, uh, or sorry, the Red Sea Pod on Twitter and the Red Sea Podcast on YouTube. Make sure you are following us over there as well. We've got, we've got 100 viewers. If 100 of you come and subscribe to the Red Sea. Come on. <laughs> We're trying to get to 500. Do it for us, please. Do it. Yeah. Head Just over click and, and subscribe. subscribe. Um, I think it's a great point, place to end the show as well, just by this comment here as well. Uh, yeah, definitely. To, to earn um to honor Sir Roger. Um I totally agree. I just want to spend a few minutes um you know talking about uh Roger Hunt. What a sensational goal scorer he was for for Liverpool. Obviously before our time as well, but YouTube is a wonderful thing. It allows you to go back and reminisce and watch clips of of what a phenomenal, formidable goal scorer um this this guy was. And it was quite apt in the commentary they mentioned that Mo Salah scoring um on the weekend uh, catapulted him and broke um, Sir Rogers' um, goal-scoring record. So maybe it was at that point that you know he felt it was the right time to depart because um, Salah, there's a new, there's a new king in town, and <laughs> obviously, um, you know, we, we've been we've been truly honoured to have such a such a phenomenal goal scorer that's contributed to Liverpool's history. Um, so, guys, as I said, great place to end. Um, yeah. And condolences to the Hunt family. It's, um, it's, it's going to be it's going to be good, isn't it? Because we on the Red Sea podcast, we we've been doing some tier lists um, with, with with current and, and ex players of, of certain positions and, and ranking them. And we're going to be getting onto strikers in this international break. So Roger Hunt will be will be popping up. Liverpool's second top goal scorer of all time, two hundred and forty four goals, and the only player to ever win the World Cup, I believe, whilst playing for Liverpool. So. Pretty good, uh, pretty good CV there. So I can't wait to start talking about him more on on the channel um, in the, in the coming weeks as well. But yeah, absolute legend, and, and like you said, mate.
thoughts and, and prayers with his family and friends. Totally, totally. So, guys, we've been the Red Sea Podcast, and thank you for tuning in to your match reactions. Tiago's father, Southern Scouser. Like we said, make sure you're liking and subscribing. Make sure you've liked this video as well. And please head over to the Red Sea Podcast on Twitter and on YouTube and give us a like and a subscribe too. Got plenty of stuff coming up over the course of the season, but we're over and out. Thank you. Sports Social Podcast Network.